this is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We tape Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Support for this podcast comes from HomeBank, providing mobile app and account notification technology to help customers detect fraudulent activity, because security is knowing. Find more tips to bank securely at home24bank.com. HomeBank, member FDIC. We're also grateful for the support of Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, physician-owned and patient-centered, who consistently delivers excellence in comfort, care, and treatment in Acadiana. Their physicians are directly involved in all aspects of patient care, and its knowledgeable staff ensures the highest quality patient care in every department. Experience the difference in care at Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital. Our guest today is Jason Reed, author of two recent novels set in Acadiana and founder of New Bayou Books. Jason reached out to us to share his goal of sparking a renaissance of new modern fiction that features South Louisiana. A native of Eunice, Louisiana, Jason graduated from USL, served a stint with the Peace Corps, and then joined the Air Force after 9-11. He currently lives in Belgium, where he works for the U.S. Department of Defense as a civilian. And Jason, I have to say, you have an interesting perspective on South Louisiana, especially after living away for so long. I've read that you think South Louisiana stands out as, and this is a quote, wonderfully weird, welcoming place in a country that is becoming ever more homogenous. And I've also heard that a lot myself, not only from guests on the show, but people that really travel. This is a very unique part of the country, but those of us that live here might take it for granted. So I want to thank you for coming here and and getting us to explore who we are and how fun we might be to write about. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. And you're absolutely right. Um, Everywhere I go, as soon as people hear that I'm from, from Louisiana, they want to know more. And, um, you know, people have a general sense of what New Orleans mm-hmm. is, but they don't really have an appreciation for it. They don't really understand what's going on in South Louisiana, but they're intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think having lived outside of the area, not long after I graduated USL in the mid 90s, mm-hmm. I, I booked out of here for parts unknown. Where did you live? Mongolia? I lived in Mongolia for two years. That's where I did my Peace Corps service. Mm -hmm. And and then finished the Peace Corps right before, right around 9-11 and and joined joined the military right at that time. And and, and that took me all over the world. And every time I tell someone I'm from Louisiana, they want to know more if they're intrigued. Do they know about our politics? Like, do they know kind of the Huey Long... Edwin Edwards saga, or is it more just the culture? I think it's more of a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. And if they know anything, it's really just the wave tops, just the, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, if, if, uh, if folks mention a politician, it's more than likely David Duke, for instance, you know, so it is too bad. Um, uh, and it, you know, it's part of 
look, let's face it. I mean, South Louisiana is a com- is a complex mm-hmm. place, right? It's nuanced, it's rich, and, and I love that. And um, sure, uh, you know, there are some some dark moments in our past, um, but it's getting bright. The future is getting brighter, and um, there is no place like South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having been away for a little a little while. I, I have a unique perspective on it. I feel like I can almost see the culture in a way that um, uh, certainly not uh, more in, in you know, I, I'm, no, I'm not Barry Ancelet, you know, I mean, I, I, I see what I see, mm-hmm. but, but the distance gives you a certain perspective. Right. And you're not a, a folklorist, that, but no, you can write what you, what you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, writing is all about, communicating your vision. You know, you, you have a, 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 an idea in mind, you have a vision in your head, and it's all about how you represent that on the page. And so for me, um, writing books set in South Louisiana, it's almost a kind of therapy because it allows me to connect mm-hmm. with this place that I love th- that I still don't totally understand, that I'm still mm-hmm. curious about. And it lets me explore it in in my own way. Right. So it's uh, you know it's it, it's my way of, of sort of connecting back to the culture. Is your family still in Eunice? That's right. So you, it's probably fun to get to come back. You're here for a few weeks now. I am. And then back to Belgium. Well, I'll be I'll be going back um, just after All Saints Day, um, and it's been. Such a good time! Oh, what the weather's been oh. fabulous, and you got to see festival, right? I've Cadian. got to. I I, I saw a festival in in mm-hmm. uh, in Gerard Park. Yeah, uh, I'll be at the Black Pot Festival next Vermilion week. Vale. Yeah, right. Uh, with my brother, actually entering oh. the contest in cooking. You are. Mm-hmm, that's what are you, right. What are you making? We're gonna we're gonna make a sauce <laughs> that's made with cow tongue. Oh. <laughs> That's probably pretty but, common, though, right? Using every part of the cow, I, you know, the Cajun way. I don't know, but let me let me tell you this story <laughs> because the Black Pot Festival features prominently in my second book, All Saints Day of the Dead, which is uh, set on the, around this time of year, mm-hmm. which is by far my favorite time of year anywhere, but especially in South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I love the. Um, the confluence of festival season and All Saints Day and Halloween. Yeah, I'm a sucker for 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 those th- three mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and um, and so I play with those themes in in the book. It's set around this time of year, and it, it sort of centers around a, a local swamp pop band uh-huh. of uh, of young people around Lafayette, and um, and we see them at the festival. Oh, and I see that. Yeah, that's Constance right. Miller flees West Virginia to escape her abusive ex-boyfriend and joins friends in Lafayette, Louisiana, to prepare for what you're talking about. That's yeah. right. That's so cool. All hell breaks loose on Halloween night. It will take a visiting deacon from Vietnam, an ex-nun, and the boys from a popular Cajun band <laughs> to pull Constance through it all. This must have been fun to write. It was a blast, <laughs> Jan. It was an absolute blast. I love the cover too. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. My uh, my good friend um, Toby Fry 
is is a local uh, artist from the area, and um, he painted an original painting Accordion. that was a, inspired mm-hmm. by the story. It's beautiful. So, so Toby and I go way back, and he he's, he had something to do with the founding of New Bayou Books when I kicked mm-hmm. this whole uh, adventure off a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And so our model is essentially that um, Toby reads the manuscript once I once I have it ready. And in, and he, he, he uses the story as inspiration, and he produces an original piece of art. And, um, and so uh, we use that original piece of art for the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and luckily, I get to keep the original pieces. Right. So oh, the, the art itself. The original, the original art. So the, so the cover of All Saints is a painting mm-hmm. that, um, that, that I have. And so my hope is to uh, to someday be able to do an art, do a new Bayou Books art show where I can actually show some of the original artwork that inspired the covers. Right. And right. you know, it's all about it's all about South Louisiana and contemporary art, mm-hmm. and that that's what I love. Um, uh, that, it, that's what I love about my partnership with with Toby, and and it's it, it generally it sort of speaks to what I'm trying to do, you know. And if if you'll give me a minute, I can yeah. I can tell you. Let me. That's why let, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> great, I can talk about this stuff all day long. Um, you know, in South Louisiana, we have our we have our own food, we have our own music, we even have our own visual art. But in my estimation, we have work to do when it comes to modern contemporary literature. That 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 really speaks to the region, and, and certainly there's some giants in the field, and and James Lee Burke is mm-hmm. at the top of that mm-hmm. list, and 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 he James Lee Burke has done more for this region than than any other writer, and 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 we hope to to stand on his shoulders. But if you take James Lee out of the equation, there's not a lot left. Um, if you start looking for Louisiana literature, you'll quickly come across you'll come across great great books uh, that feature New Orleans, and I love them more than anything. I mean, I graduated USL with a degree in English, and mm-hmm. Confederacy of Dunces is an absolute masterpiece, and that book is dear to my heart. I mean, he's not the only one, you know. Ernest Gaines, of course, a little closer to home, uh, but if you start looking, I think you will find that. South Louisiana in particular is not proportionally represented. I mean, let's face it, this place is more interesting than just about any other part of the country, any mm-hmm. other part of the world. It really is a rich, unique culture. Mm-hmm. And my feeling is the, the literature needs to reflect that. So that's what I'm about. I, I'm, my idea is I'm going to write the best books I can set in South Louisiana, set in modern times. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a sort of throwback to, um, to, to traditional uh, archetypes. There are already people doing that and doing that well, and I love that stuff. Um, but I think there's, um, there should be more contemporary literature with a little bit of an edge to it mm-hmm. uh, that represents what life is like today. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And I hope other writers will, will join me. The idea is to do the best thing I can and to put the books out as a kind of call to arms. Yeah. And I hope to hear from other writers. I'm hoping this spurs that. So did I read that you have a challenge to yourself to write five books before a certain birthday? That's right. Is that, we'll talk about that. Is that what came about with the 
you know, the creation of Bayou Books, was that all in the same thought of not only am I going to encourage others, but I'm going to put out, I'm going to make myself put out more work? Like how did all that, what was the initial idea? Well, um, it's more of a personal challenge and and Mm -hmm. probably um, bound up with uh, a sense of mortality and um, and, and certainly in a positive way Mm -hmm. and uh, and a sense of uh, discipline, right? I mean, you know, the hourglass, the sands are going through the, the, the hourglass. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, so I wrote the first book, Tattoos and Tans, uh, right at the very beginning of the pandemic. And, uh, just, just before that time, I made some, some, some lifestyle changes that, um, that offered me, uh, more time in the evenings, let's say. And, um, I, I found myself, as I, as I, as I got healthier, as, um, I, uh, put myself in a good position, uh, uh, physically, uh, to, to just engage life that I had time on my hands and my, my passion, I'd always wanted to write books. I wondered about that from mm-hmm. college. Huh? But- I had always wanted to write books and I, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, and I've produced a couple uh, of, of draft works over the course of, of 50, the previous 15 years, but I never really buckled down to do the work and you got to do the work, Jan, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you, you can't be a writer on Saturdays and Sundays. You have to be a writer every day of the week and it takes discipline. And so basically five by 50 is my goal. So I'm, I'll okay. be 48 in a couple of weeks. So and you the, gotta, you got some time. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm on track. Mm-hmm. Um, we will, uh, I will put out the next new Bayou book in early 2023. And I'd love to talk to you about that. It's about an LSUE baseball player. Um, who's got a little bit of a troubled past and he, in, he, he encounters, uh, some characters from the first book, Tattoos and Tans. Oh, cool. And so we can talk about that. Um, the, all the characters in the books sort of inter, intermingle. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all sort of first, second, and third cousins, uh-huh. much like uh, re- relationships here in South Louisiana. You know, if you meet a new person at a festival or something. They're related to somebody. It doesn't know, take yeah. long before you start <laughs> making that connection. So the, so the books That's are not cool. sequential, uh, but they're they're interconnected in that in that same way that we all are. So people can look forward to getting to know the characters Absolutely. and you never know when they'll pop up. That's right. That's right. That's great. Yeah. So five books by 50. So, um, yeah, talk a minute just about tattoos and tans. We're going to take a break in a minute, but I wanted you to get in about what this book is about. So this was your first book. You said it's the first book yeah. and it's about What's the premise. It's about a, it's about a, a tattoo artist from Eunice who, um, who, who, who's, Lived lived away for about ten years and moves back to Eunice to open the town's first tattoo shop. <laughs> Scandalous, and, and you can imagine um, the kinds of uh, uh, anxiety that 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 might provoke um, um, amongst the business people and so forth. And so that's basically uh, the premise of the book. He goes back to Eunice. He gets into a little bit of trouble. He he calls he calls um, his his good friend. Uh, who who comes back to town and uh, and and together they they try to solve this uh, this, this problem that he's sort of created mm-hmm. for himself. Yeah, it's a fun ride, and it's and it was you know it was really fun to write about my hometown mm-hmm. and to get to know it in, in a different way. I bet it was, and your family's there, so they can 
fill in the gaps. Huh? <laughs> were you were you living in Belgium? Um, yes. So you've been there a while. Well, well, actually, I started Tattoos and Tans when we were in Virginia. So um, I started it there and finished it in, and finished it in Belgium. Mm-hmm. But a whole lot of time looking at maps online, uh, reading things, listening to music that that inspired you know that inspired me to uh, to, to really think vividly about about mm-hmm. the town. That's cool. Yeah. Well, before we continue, um, in every show, we pause and reflect back on a previous interview we conducted. And this one I wanted to pull up is, I know it's a friend of yours and mine, Cherie Cohen. Uh, she was living here and has since moved to Atlanta, but she's the author of books such as Haunted Lafayette, Louisiana, and Exploring Cajun Country, a historic tour of Acadiana. She's a prolific writer. I know a lot of us knew her from you know working for the newspaper, writing different things. And she also loves South Louisiana and the people who live here. And I want to thank FACET, a career coaching and talent management firm, for bringing us this moment. FACET has helped the employees of hundreds of companies improve performance, find or move into their right position, or change careers. FACET can help your organization improve both the analytical and interpersonal sides of your business. Worry less, facet more. For more information, visit facetgroup.com. Let's now take a listen to Cherie's voice. One of the books that we have here at the table is called Haunted Lafayette, Louisiana, which you were Mm -hmm. just mentioning. And uh, you've got a collection of stories about local places where I think one of the stories said the guests that would never leave. It was set in the Crowley area. But tell me about this book, please. Um, Did this take much to compile or was it was it relatively easy to find? Um, stories or, you know, Yes, it was um, some of the stories in there. One of them is an excerpt from Country Roads, the story I did for them Mm -hmm. on tea frayers. Right. Which is probably the most famous one in Mm -hmm. the area. Moggy and Pat Pestor's place that they used to have, yeah. Which has got great stories Uh and continues to have great stories. But there was a few others that I had done for other people, and then I just added to the whole collection. I had heard, for instance, that... um, the old opera house in Crowley was haunted. So I went over to Crowley and I interviewed the owners. Mm-hmm. And, and what really is interesting, and this happens over and over again, is people will say, well, I haven't seen anything. And I always think, well, maybe there's nothing here. And then they'll talk for two hours and they'll talk about oh. all the weird things they've heard yeah. or other people have seen. And um, she, that story led to the Rice Theater, which led to the music store. So... By the end of the week, I had several uh-huh. several places in Crowley that were haunted. Wow. So Crowley is a good place to yeah. uh, go ghost hunting. <laughs> so I'd recommend people buy your book, Haunted Lafayette, Louisiana, because, I mean, it's just a treasure trove of stories. But it's something that if you've not experienced unusual activities like that, it's, it's, it's just hard. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. We're here with Jason Reed, who began Bayou Books to encourage not only himself, but other authors to start writing about this beautiful place that we live in, South Louisiana. So there's a lot more to your story, and I want you just to jump in where you want, Jason, but the the publishing aspect of what you do, your books, if you want to finish on the third book, anything else you want to talk about, this is your time kind of to tell us what it's like to to launch a book publishing company and to get yourself published for people that don't want to start their own publishing. Right. 
Uh, well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about that because I can talk about it all day long. Um, it's newbayoubooks.com. And, um, you know, the, the, the main message for, for aspiring writers out there is you don't need permission. You do not need permission to put your work out into the world. And, um, you know, that's been the case for a good while now. There are all sorts of publishing tools uh, that are inexpensive or, or in some cases absolutely free. So you don't need permission to put your work out. Um, that's, the, that's the first thing. And it's the first lesson I learned because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wrote my, um, I wrote my first book and w- once I finished... Um, I was expecting to shop it around to to publishers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I graduated USL in, in 1996, and, and in 1996, yeah. that was the way you went about publishing your work. And so many rejection letters people oh, would get, huh? Yes. And, you know, I, yeah, I, meant, I already mentioned that I'm just a couple years shy of 50. I'm long past the point of waiting for permission to do anything. You know, I, I'm uh, luckily in a position where, you know, I have uh, I have a day job mm-hmm. and uh, have that financial security that goes along with it. But more importantly, I only have so many years left and I'm not going to spend it, you know, waiting for someone else to accept or reject my work. Um, so I made a de- I made a deliberate decision that I'm going to step forward and do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it my way. And you know, we'll see if other folks are interested. Um, but it starts with just that authenticity, just being, I'm going to be true to what my vision is mm-hmm. and we will see what happens. Um, because ultimately it's an artistic endeavor. You know, it's about, it's about the writing. It's about creating the stories and putting them out there. Now, I, I certainly hope to attract other writers, um, whether they publish through new Bayou books or, or publish on their own, mm-hmm. because I, I do believe that the world is waiting for South Louisiana literature. There's a market for it, and the world is waiting for it. I know that's true, Jan, because I've been around the world and I've talked to people, and they're always so interested in South Louisiana. They want to know more, and um, and thus far I found it to be the case. So the, the idea was, um, and I hate to sound hokey about it, but honestly, I felt like it was kind of a calling. So I looked around after I wrote Tattoos and Tans, which you can get at newbayoubooks.com. And, um, <laughs> did we say newbayoubooks.com? <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> um, I, I looked around and th- th- there, there just weren't nearly enough South Louisiana-based modern fiction stories for my taste. And so I felt like, okay, you, you've identified a problem, Jason. Now what are you going to do about it? And again, it's not about asking for permission anymore or waiting around for someone else to do it. I'm, I, I believe in the punk rock ethos, right? Do it yourself. If, you, if, you, I, if, if it's worth doing, mm-hmm. do it. Get involved and do something. And so that's what I did. Um, you know, New Bayou Books is a small press. You know, um, we are at, in the very, very early stages. But I believe two things. I believe, number one, that there are amazing unknown writers right now hiding in the shadows in every parish in South Louisiana. I believe that. And I'm sure it's true. If you, if you don't believe me, just ask yourself, think about your own family mm-hmm. and ask yourself, is there a colorful storyteller in your family? Always. Of course, yeah. of course. And so 
I believe that means there are writers out there too. And, and if I could, um, if I can inspire them to get serious about their writing, if they're not, or if they're on the fence, or if maybe they think they do have to ask for permission, maybe mm-hmm. they're like me and they don't understand that the landscape has changed, that you, you, you don't, that you, there, there are no barriers to entry anymore. You know, the only barrier to entry is good work. And, um, you know, it takes discipline to do that. And I, and I'm on that journey myself, but, uh, you don't need permission anymore. So I believe there are writers out there. And I also believe there's a market for these books. And again, if you, if you doubt that premise, think about the importance of buying locally. Mm-hmm. Think about the pride, you, you know, you take in, you know, I bought a, a jar of honey, uh, the other day at, at Rouse's. And it's from Scott, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. And I'm so proud to, to buy for that. You. I want it's such it. a great purchase. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went around the other the other national brands so I could buy locally, you know, mm-hmm. or if I want coffee, maybe I go to I go to Rev or Dwyer's coffee shop. You know, people love to buy locally and that's important mm-hmm. to to um, you know, to celebrate your own culture and and spend your money in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the the market for South Louisiana literature is the same way. I think it's gonna it's gonna operate the same way. I'm fascinated though with your the leap that you've taken to really just understand yourself, like to to say I don't need permission. I'm not gonna ask somebody, do you like this? Because you know there's so many people that can just shoot holes in whatever we come up with. But right. you felt this in your gut. That this I, is the right thing to do for you. I did. And others will enjoy it. You know, I, I certainly hope so. Um, I wanted to tell you earlier about my brother. I'm not sure I got to that story, but my brother. The one um, you're going to cook with. Where I'm going to cook pot, with. Yeah. yeah. Keith is uh, my biggest fan at this point. You know, he's 12 years older than me and uh, in so many ways is a, is, is a typical South Louisiana man. You know, he's a diesel mechanic. He works in the oil industry, can fix any, any machine that you can put in front of him, you know, likes his Budweiser, likes his, his Sunday afternoons. Um, he, he loves, he loves the books and, um, he and I think you know. There's always a possibility that he loves them because his little brother wrote yeah, them. Possibly. Um, but he's he's been a big advocate, and I, I've appreciated his help. And pa- he's passed books around to friends of his. But they, but they all kind of say a, have a similar reaction. Oh, it's set in Eunice. Oh, it's set in Lafayette. <laughs> this is cool. So Keith didn't even know about the Black Pot Festival, which is a fantastic event. I'm looking forward to going back for the first time in, I think, 11 years uh, this coming Saturday. But again, it features prominently in All Saints Day of the Dead. He didn't know about the festival. He he read the book and and enjoyed uh, the way it was described so much. That that he reached out to me. Hey, what do you? Why don't we? Why don't we go and enter this thing and cook at it? You know. And so for me, that's all I'm really trying to do. The is make something interesting happen. Mm-hmm. That's my goal to make some to 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 produce work that I'm proud of. That's my best effort, and to see if I can make something interesting happen. And as far as I'm concerned, the fact that I'm gonna get to go to the Black Pot Festival oh God, and memory. cook with my brother—I mean, that, what's better of, than that? Exactly. There's nothing better than that. And you're spurring pride in others, like in us, for our region. Right. That's what I like. It's a very special you know, place. Yeah, yeah. And we do forget. I think we just either we forget or we just don't know. Right. But others know. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got five books like that are going to have to take place, you know, total of five in the mm-hmm. next couple of years. And they're going to probably um, use the, some of the same characters will show up. Right. Do you have the ideas? Do you have things sketched out for oh, what Jan. you're going to do? Or you do? I, I, I'm, uh, to be honest with you, my, my, um, I'm going to start writing slightly shorter fiction uh, just so I can get through all the ideas. <laughs> So um, at this point, I, I think I could probably uh, stop with the ideas. I had not not have a, write a new idea mm-hmm. and 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 write ten more books just to just to clear the docket, you right. know, of what I have, uh, the right. ideas that I currently have. Yeah. The great thing about the uh, having uh, interconnected characters is you can easily imagine. A, a, what a minor character is up to, you know, you can, you can ask yourself questions and, you know, well, what, what is, um, uh, you know, what, what is angel, the, ta- the tattoo apprentice from the first book, you know, well, what's his childhood like, you angel. know, who, who's, who's he, uh, you know, who's his, who's his aunt and, mm-hmm. and, and, and where's he from? What's his story? Mm-hmm. You know? So I got a lot of ideas. That's so cool. So just to, I want to clarify, cause I know you said this, but new Bayou books will help others. Absolutely. Who want to publish? So it's not just a place to go to buy your books. This is for others who would who could utilize some guidance Absolutely. and direction. So, I am okay. looking to partner mm-hmm. with other writers. Okay. Um, so I would love to hear. I would love to hear uh, submissions. I would love um, just to hear from other writers. And um, I'm mm-hmm. easy. I'm easy to find. My email address for everything is revolution at newbuyubooks.com. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I really am serious about um, uh, this revolution in, in South Louisiana literature. I don't necessarily believe that I will be the writer who people remember for South Louisiana. I think perhaps my calling is to be the guy who creates the environment, who who who, who creates that spark mm-hmm. that inspires the, the writers that maybe uh, the next couple generations will remember, you know, the catalyst, that, I would be more than happy mm-hmm. to, uh, to serve that role. Yeah. Well, talk to us for a moment, please, about the process of publishing. We talked before we, you know, turn the, the record button on, but um, while there aren't as many barriers to publishing, there are different ways to publish. And so you're if you can talk about that, sure. how you're doing it, and then the Amazon and sure. going through an established right. publishing house. There's different ways. Well, um, I'll take a little bit of a, a slant on that question, if you don't, if you don't mind, um, and start by saying the process of writing a book is essentially the same, no matter how you put it out into the world. Um, you know, and it ultimately it requires the discipline to, to sit down and work every day. Um, and this is the most important thing. It's a pro you know, writing a book is a process like anything else. And it's one of the lessons, uh, I've learned. And so, uh, before you get to publishing, there's a process of creating a first draft and then going back. And I start with a blank page on the second draft and creating an, an entirely oh. new second draft. Wow. And then introducing that second draft to beta readers and, um, uh, to and ultimately to an editor before you get to uh, a finished draft. I mean, the, in uh, none of my work 
is uh, you don't see you see the third draft at a minimum, and it, it takes work and refinement to get it right. And I, and so I think that's an important thing for certainly writers just starting out to realize it's not just a matter of sitting down and, and getting from the beginning and, and writing the end at the thing. Um, that's not your best foot forward. And I mean, you can think about if you if you think about how that would that applies to other aspects of your life, you could see that that's true. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You don't get it right the first time. It, you know, the first time you you make gumbo from scratch, is probably not going to be your best effort. You're going to need a little bit of practice at that dish to get it right, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. So the process of of producing the manuscript, there's no getting around that hard work. So the next thing is how you go about publishing that work, and you know there are at least two uh, two choices. There, you know, the traditional route is the the route that um, you know I certainly uh, grew up with in the analog '80s. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, you you produce your manuscript, you send that man, you send that manuscript and a cover letter off to uh, publishers you think might be a good fit, and you hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, this model is uh, still used today, and um, it, you know the the writers who uh, are lucky enough to uh, be let into the club do tend to do well. Not all of them, though. But John Grisham, does right? Okay. Sure, you know, absolutely. You know, if yeah. you're James Patterson, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got uh, m- most of the aisles in the uh, in the in the fiction uh, bookshelf, you're do- you're doing well. Um, but you can also uh, quote unquote self-publish, and I, I don't generally use that word. I like the word. In, I, I think of it as independent publishing, and that's really what it's all about for me. It's independence. Um, so you can use um, you know the uh, self-publishing tool, for instance, on Amazon, mm-hmm. and you know you can get yourself a cover, and um, you know you can upload your manuscript. And you can, and, and you know, you can put your work out into the world. Do they help you edit? Can you pay for different services, or it's like a complete thing when you submit it? You would no. You they will they will uh, they will publish what you give them. Okay. So there's no editing service. So that's okay. something. You know, I um, I had the privilege of um, of working with a fantastic local editor. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it's, you, you would have to do again that that process of, of of creating the manuscript that you believe is ready for the world is is unchanged, and, and certainly there's an there's an editor involved at the at the end of that process, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's very important that you that you do that. So the barrier for entry is low, uh, but the you know the difference now is. The, you know, every independently published book, it's, it's, it's a drop, it's a drop of water in the ocean. You know, it's, you know, it's a spoonful of butter in the gumbo or whatever you want to <laughs> think of it. It's not, you know, there's the, the market is absolutely saturated with, with content because the mm-hmm. barrier for, for entry is low. Again, that's the, that's the, the good and the bad of it. Mm-hmm. So my strategy is, um, to focus on the region, to focus locally, um, I, I wrote these books and set these books in this area for a reason. And, you know, I, I need to focus on Acadiana to create that spark, right? I mean, I, I can't distribute my attention globally and create that spark. You know, uh, it, re- it requires a very focused mm-hmm. effort. And so, and, and besides that, Jan, it's more fun. Yeah. 
you know, I've had such a good time over the last couple of weeks just doing the engagement. Just, you know, I, I've got a um, hundred or so uh, books that, that I had shipped here. And so I'm just walking around to uh, festivals and, 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 and lunch counters and, and different places with a couple of books in my, in my bag and just handing out books with a little note and oh, just meeting so cool. people one-on-one. It's been amazing. I didn't realize you were doing that. Oh, yeah. You've been received well, I hope. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, it's another thing that I just love about this, this region and my you know, all my uh, family members are tired of me talking about it, but people are so nice here. They'll talk to anyone. And, and not only will they talk to you, but they'll, they'll talk to you with, a, with an open heart, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, there's no pretension here. At least I haven't come across any. I've met a lot of people who are very enthusiastic about the project. And, um, you know, one of the things I hope to do is, is create some new readers, you know, maybe there are, uh, you know, it's hard to find time to read uh, these days. You know, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, the, the beauty of hard copy, right? To have an actual. I just like looking at the paper, you oh, know, yeah. I just, the whole thing, just the tactical experience, tactical, right. tactile experience, yeah. not tactical. Right. But just the whole thing. And it's easier on the eyes. But oh, yeah. I know a lot of people go digital. Right. And that's as long as they're reading. That's that's, that's right. what's important. That's right. And of course, yeah. you know, um, my, my books are available digitally. Um, I mm-hmm. do uh, plan next year to get into audio, to audio, you oh, know, audio right. versions of the books. I Would you read it yourself? I am going to read it myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting used to my own, the sound of my own voice. Really? I, I think I guess it's going to be fine. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, the work is so close to my heart. And um, mm-hmm. so I do, uh, you know, th- that's the good and the bad of it. You know, if you, if you like audio books, you can look for new Bayou books next year, but you'll have to hear yours truly read them to you. How do you do that? Do you know the process yet? Do you have to go through a professional or do, is it something you do yourself, like how we're taping today? Well, I'll have to come back and, um, and tell, tell you more about it. Um, but I do plan to do it myself. You know, mm-hmm. I bought myself, you know, a, a good computer with uh, uh, some simple uh, audio recording yeah. software. Uh-huh. And I, I plan to do it, do it myself because that, you know, that's my whole ethos. Yeah. Again, it's about not waiting on someone else, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it myself. I never thought about all that. We're taping on an H6 mm-hmm. Zoom recorder, which I had to start using at home mm-hmm. with COVID and I'm still taping out of my home in most cases. But um, there's so many tools on the market huh, yeah. for this kind of stuff. Whereas in the past, it would have been really difficult. It would have been difficult, yeah. but you know, it was as easy as buying a Mac and a mm-hmm. good, and a good microphone. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, you know, that's, um, a new aspect of this adventure that I've not, uh, I've not fully got into yet, mm-hmm. but that's okay. This, uh, again, I feel like this, this, my sort of awakening as a fiction writer and this, and this whole endeavor, it's, it's somehow it's, it's connected to middle age and it's connected to, uh, you know, my, my change in lifestyle and, and all of these things, and th- there's something just so gratifying about learning new things, about, about there is, yeah. you know taking initiative and starting something mm-hmm. new, and that's that's the thing that really lights me up, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, you've got such an interesting past. I mean, serving in the Peace Corps, being from here, serving in the Peace Corps, in the Air Force, and now working for the Department of um, Defense mm-hmm. while you're honing your writing skills. I just, I want to thank you, Jason, for reaching out to me. I'm really, I'm so pleased to share this message 
Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me, yeah. Jan. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I really appreciate your support. And like I said, I'm on the I'm in the early stages of this journey. And so mm-hmm. uh, support from, from you and people like you, it just means the world to me. So well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Discover Lafayette. This is what it's all about. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, you discovering yourself and you help others discover Lafayette. Well, so, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, so this has been Jason... Read with New Bayou Books. And again, people can find you online or email you at revolution at revolution new at newbayoubooks.com. All right. And uh, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Hopefully, there's some budding authors out there and they might take you up on your challenge. I also want to thank our sponsors. We couldn't do this without support from Home Bank, Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, Facet Group, and of course, Raider. And in particular, Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape and makes it sound so much better than I could. I want to thank them all for their ongoing support. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, thank you for listening. This is Jan Swift. <laughs>